today on CityCast Denver. There's a plaque downtown causing problems. It's on an old building across from Coors Field, and it claims to commemorate the quote-unquote Hop Alley Chinese Riot of 1880. But it relies on racist stereotypes, centers the white experience, and neglects to identify the one Chinese person who was killed, Look Young. So today on the show, I'm talking to former state historian Dr. William Wei about the ways we remember Denver's old Chinatown and what he and a group of other Asian American and Pacific Islander community leaders are doing to fix it. Today is Monday, August 9th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. So, um, Dr. Wei, I wanted to talk to you about this plaque that's downtown in downtown Denver, and it goes into detail about an event that happened in Denver. But um, the way that the plaque describes this event is very, well, racist in a lot of ways. Oh, good. <laughs> um, you and, see that. Yes. That's good. It's good to know. It's good to know. I, I imagine that when it was first put up, people didn't necessarily perceive it that way. So can you talk about what is what's what is this plaque about or what's wrong what's wrong with this plaque? I'd be delighted to uh, do that. Perhaps we should begin with the title of the plaque. It is titled Hop Alley slash Chinese Riot of 1880. Now the plaque uses the derogatory term Hop Alley to describe Denver's Chinatown, emphasizing the presence of opium dens in the community and implying that Chinese car runs were disease-ridden opium addicts. Oh, so that's what Hop Alley refers to. Yes, uh, yes, it does. And that's problematic, right? Yes. That's the, the popular but derogatory name for Denver's historic Chinatown. Furthermore, you'll notice it refers to Denver's first race riot as a Chinese riot, suggesting that it was the Chinese who rioted Rather than an anti-Chinese riot, where an estimated three to 5,000 Denverites descended upon Chinatown with the intent of destroying the community and driving the Chinese out of the city. Another problem with the plaque is it focuses on uh, the whites who rescued some of the Chinese, including a, a, a gambler, gunfighter, and local prostitutes. Now, don't get me wrong. We should all applaud good Samaritans willing to step forward to do the right thing. But by focusing on them, it promotes the idea that the Chinese, and perhaps by extension, other people of color, are dependent on white folks for their salvation. And also, the Chinese are basically anonymous victims, and the one individual who was killed is not mentioned by name. Uh, his name, by the way, was Wook Young, uh, and he was the Chinese who was lynched and beaten to death, you know, and he's not named. He's sort of mentioned in passing. Uh, certainly, he deserves more than that. So those are some of the things that I find objectionable uh, about the plaque. Sure. And, and I, th I think I'm thinking about someone who maybe is visiting Denver, you know, they're maybe they're doing a tour of downtown or they're just walking around downtown and they see this plaque. What do you think that that conveys or tells someone about about Denver's history. Yes, well, or our present day too. I mean, uh, of course, um, I'd have to be, uh, shall we say, speculating about what this person might think. 
Uh, but I, I suspect that it probably affirms uh, stereotypes uh, that that individual might have about Chinese and other Asian Pacific Americans. Now that uh, resonates with current circumstances. Right. Yes, there you go with the pandemic, right? In which uh, <clears throat> uh, President, former President Trump has equated uh, or tried to blame the disease on the Chinese. And this has led to, as you know, uh, violence against uh, <clears throat> members of the Chinese community and anyone else who looks uh, Chinese. So could you summarize for someone who who doesn't know the true story of what this plaque is supposedly commemorating, can you summarize what actually happened on this day in 1880 in Denver? Yes. Well, essentially what happened was there were a couple of uh, Chinese men playing pool in a bar located on Wazi Street. And uh, uh, some drunken, they say some drunken white workers entered, you know, and uh, hassled them. And the owner tried to intervene and, you know, try to break up the fight, told the Chinese to leave by the back, but the white folks found them in the back and proceeded to engage in a fight with them. And that uh, quickly escalated, attracting other nearby residents. I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it. I mean, uh, various things did occur during the riot, the most uh, hideous was the lynching of Luke Young. They tried to beat, uh, well, commit violence against every resident that they could get their hands on. Unfortunately, in this particular case, Luke Young, who was a laundryman uh, working at uh, a laundry called Sing Lee's, uh, was grabbed by, by the mob, grabbed by the mob. And uh, he was, in effect, uh, tortured. And uh, finally, they, they lynched him. Uh, he was taken down by some, we can refer to them as Good Samaritans. They tried to save his life, but he had died from his injuries. So in addition to that story of Look Young, something else that the plaque has written out of history is the people who actually lived in Denver's old Chinatown and their role in the development of early Colorado. I wonder if you could talk about those people for a minute. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, about being written out of the history. Let me tell you, the classic example of being written out of the history is the uh, famous picture of the joining of the Central Pacific and Union Pacific Railroads at Promontory Point in uh, May 1869. Yeah. And if you look at that famous picture, you'll notice that there are no Chinese in it even though it was mostly the Chinese who built the Central Pacific, you know, and hundreds, you know, of lives, Chinese workers lost their lives, and many uh, were injured in the construction of that. And that railroad is in American history, the Transcontinental Railroad was uh, very important in unifying the country. And they, weren't, okay, they were not in the picture. So getting back to the plaque itself, I know that you're part of a group that's working to, to fix this, to, to make it right. Um, how did that group start? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it goes back to the plaque. Well, September 2020, not that long ago. 
when basically when a group of concerned local Asian Pacific Americans and friends gathered together uh, at the plaque to discuss the history of Denver's Chinatown. And uh, in the course of discussion, it became clear that uh, the group was interested in revising the plaque and looking for ways to honor the history of Denver's Chinese community. And this marked, if you will, the beginning of what we then called uh, the re-envisioning Denver's historic Chinatown project, which since then has evolved into CAPU, C-A-P-U, which stands for Colorado Asian Pacific United, an organization that is now applying to become a 501c3. It has as its mission uh, to celebrate and preserve Asian Pacific American cultures and histories through education, allowing us to you know, build a stronger, well, build stronger communities and uh, our lives while taking a step towards, uh, well, equitable empowerment, collaboration, and representation. So sort of bringing a Chinatown, a visible, tangible, physical space back to to Denver, because we don't really have one right now. Well, we don't have one. We are interested in reclaiming that history. We're interested in celebrating that history. And a Kapu would very much like to, well, uh, have that plaque removed and replace it with historical markers, not just one, but several historical markers, which tells a more accurate and complete story of the Chinese community. In thinking about this idea of replacing the plaque, but also having other places that are markers um, of the story of of the of the Chinese community, um, how much have you all and how much has this group engaged with the city on on actually maybe taking some action in this direction? We're trying. We have a lot of partners uh, who have been you know working with us to try to accomplish these goals, and uh, because of our focus on the plaque, we've tried. Uh, to contact the owner of the building to get his permission to take down the plaque, which, by the way, we'd like to donate to uh, History Colorado. Mm. But uh, I have to say that uh, we've been rather unsuccessful, and our various partners, including <laughs> members of the municipal uh, government and the, and the state government, have tried without success, without success, to contact the individual to get his permission to take down the plaque. Hey, it's Bree. I'm butting in for just a second to say that we also tried to get in touch with the building owner about this. According to property records, his name is Frank Schultz, and it seems like he's the same Frank Schultz who owns the Tavern Hospitality Group, a restaurant group with four locations of the tavern and a few other spots across the metro area. He didn't respond to us either. And originally we had hoped to, you know, to be able to take down the plaque, have a ceremony, uh, around it. But instead, we've come up with an alternative. And that alternative is on August 8th. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you for coming to Zomama and Union Station. If you pre-ordered your food, you can pick it up at the entrance there, the restaurant entrance. You know, uh, we're holding an event where the community uh, can begin this process of reclaiming its history and uh, to celebrate, you know, uh, the fact that despite the efforts to drive Chinese out of the American West, we are still here. And not only are the Chinese here, but also other Asian Pacific Americans are here. 
To kick off our celebration, we'll be having a special celebratory performance from Shaolin Hungmei Kung Fu. Howie, take it away. One of the things that we're going to be doing uh, during this celebration is to share with them uh, what we think the plaque should say. This uh, historical marker that we hope uh, to have will have those words instead of the ones that are on the current plaque. So yes, Dr. Wei and Kapu's main goal is to remove that horrible racist plaque, but they have a lot of short and long-term goals for how to re-envision Denver's old Chinatown too. At the event yesterday, the group laid out plans for several murals, including one on the building where the plaque sits that celebrates the Chinese history of Denver. They also want several locations designated as historic sites, an Asian Pacific Historic District, an annual city-sanctioned Lunar New Year celebration, and even a museum to commemorate where Chinatown once stood. Our producer Paul Caroli was downtown yesterday for the event, so we've got the full text of their proposed new plaque in the show notes for this episode. Let's say that your wildest dreams come true and you and you get to see some of this come come to life, these these ways to commemorate the community and celebrate it. What would you hope a visitor walking through downtown could come away with um, understanding Denver's history if you were able to present them with a new picture of our Chinese community and our Chinese heritage? Well, uh, the individuals who walk through would come to realize that all kinds of immigrants, Chinese immigrants and others, had helped to build the city. And that they continue to contribute to the development of the state. And I think that would be certainly helpful in this climate, where unfortunately we have a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. There's nothing more, as far as I'm concerned, nothing more American than that. Dr. Wei, thank you so much. My pleasure. It's been great to talk to you and good luck, you know, with your podcast. And here's what else is going on in Denver today. Another sunny, smoky day with a high near 95 and some light wind in the afternoon. So, yeah, a terrible day to go downtown and see a plaque. And in fact, this past weekend, Denver briefly took the title of most polluted city on planet Earth in the IQ Air air quality rankings. Our air quality was so bad, we were instructed not to leave the house or open any windows. We'll have more on the subject of terrible air quality on the show soon, because I still have a lot of questions. The mayor announced last week that city employees have until September 30th to get vaccinated or else. But Denverite reports that the city actually has no way to track which employees exactly have been vaccinated. For context, as of July 23rd, nearly 75% of eligible Denverites had received at least one dose of the vaccine. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. 
See you later. And here's what else is going on in Denver today. Oh, my gosh. I had a frog in my throat. Hold on. <coughs>